Oh goody, you found me. This is Let's Get Passionate and we are just about to get started. Hey, welcome to Let's Get Passionate. I'm your host, Emily Martin, and today I'm joined by Tiffany Guardhouse, one of my friends for such a long time. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I know we haven't seen each other in so long, so even just seeing you virtually is really good. Yes. So let's get started. Today's topic, if I'm saying it correctly, you have to tell me, is Ayurveda. Close. Very close. Okay. Ayurveda. Ayurveda. So it's like, it it sounds like it starts with an I. Exactly. Okay. If you think about it, your I, like I-ing, I, your Veta. Okay. Yeah, that's how I I remember. I was so sure I was right, so I'm glad I asked. (laughs) That's so funny. So I did some research and I'm super excited to learn more today because I have only just recently discovered this. And so I'm excited to know all your years of knowledge on this. So tell me what Ayurveda means and kind of like its interesting origin story. Sure. So Ayurveda is actually a Sanskrit word that is derived from two words. So the first part, Ayur, which is life, and then Veda, which is knowing or the science. And so when you put it together, you have Ayurveda, which is a knowledge of life. So the science of life. Cool. So it really does encompass everything. Um, it's the sister science to yoga. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are starting to get into this now. Um, I mean, yoga has been around forever, but it's really just starting to become even more popular. Yeah. So people are really starting to learn more about Ayurveda what I love about it is it looks at the person as a complete encompassing uh, individual. So to back up a little bit, Ayurveda believes that everybody is comprised of five different elements in all different recipes and all different um, components. And so if you think about the five different elements and just kind of picturing from the air all the way down to the earth. So the first half is space or ether. And then the next element is air, like moving air. Next is heat or fire. So we can kind of picture now we're getting closer to the ground. Yeah. Next we have water. And then after that we have earth. So each person when we're born just naturally has different makeups of these different elements and they call that your dosha it's another sanskrit word so each of these elements are now broken into three different doshas so the first dosha is vata and that is your air your ether so mixing together you know space and air what's really cool about vata type people uh, is that they are there? If you think about air and moving and wind and just free and open spaces, this is your typical Vata person. They take initiative, they have lively conversations, they get sudden bursts of energy, they're very creative people. Physically, they can be cold, very light. Uh, Vatas tend to be very thin built. Maybe their hair tends to be very thin or curly is another form of a vata. Just think of very flowing, um, energetic and creative people. That's so right? funny. Right? Because you're picturing your air and your space and your openness. Yeah, that's so cool. So when I read about this, I 
totally aligned with Vata. And I was happily reading all the, like the little personality traits and, you know, like all the cool quirks that like can come with that personality type. When I was reading all of that, it perfectly described me, like some areas I wasn't so sure about, but then it got to like physicality and it talked about feces in a similarly accurate way. And I just didn't know what to do with that. I was blown away. Right. That's so, so that's funny. The, uh, yeah. And I mean, that's the other really big component to Ayurveda is we're not what we eat, we're what we digest. Ah. And how our digestion is basically sums up our entire health. So That's each, wild. Uh, so being Vata, your digestion, you know, you think about air and dry and cold, Vatas actually tend to get, not to talk about maybe, I don't know this about you, but I know we've been friends for a while. We've never talked about this, but Vatas tend to get constipated when they're out of balance. Hmm. I thought that you were going to ask me about my flatulence and I was going to say, yep, that's plentiful. Thank you. (laughs) Also that, right? Wind. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, you're going to tell me I'm gassy, aren't you? (laughs) No. (laughs) It wouldn't be a lie, Tiffany. It's okay. (laughs) so that's the first the first dosha so there's two more so then the next one we keep moving closer to the ground you have your air and your fire so this dosha is called pitta spelled pita but pronounced pitta so just like you would picture fire and air mixing together your pittas are hot physically and temperamental pittas tend to be very good looking people Um, But they can also be very quick to anger, very um, intense, very sharp, very strong. They are, they're great eaters. They've got good appetite and they, they just really, they're just really beautiful. Like if you picture watching a fire, a campfire maybe, and how it dances and moves around, right? You know, the fire and the air, it's mesmerizing. So pittas are are very much like that. They're mesmerizing to watch. They're ambitious. They set goals. Um, But like I said, man, when they're out of balance, they can be a little temperamental. That's so Um, interesting. I'm just picturing that meme where it's like a guy and a girl like walking hand to hand, but like the girl's looking back at like what's behind her and you're like, oh, sorry, I'm just checking out a pitta. (laughs) That'd be a perfect one for you. I will create that meme. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so when so we lastly. talk about how Ayurveda is about, you know, digestion. So when a pitta is out of balance, they tend to get heartburn. Hmm. Um, their, their tummies can get really spicy, right? Like, um, so maybe when they go to the bathroom, it's it's a little unpleasant. So that's typical of an out of balance pitta, right? So huh. hot, spicy. Um, and then butt. we'll move right down burning butt. Yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> say it, but that's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> the burning ring of fire or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then moving right down to the earth. So then uh, lastly, you have the dosha that's comprised of water and earth. So this is your kappa, spelled um, K-A-P-H-A, so it looks like kappa, but it's pronounced kappa. So your kappas are very slow moving. So just like you would picture, you know, your kids in the sandbox and they mix water and mud or water and dirt together and now it's become mud. Yeah. So that's kind of like your kappa, right? So 
they're heavy, they're slow, very steady. They tend to be more oily, like physically oily. That's so funny. Um, They love routine. They strive on it. So again, when we talk about their digestion, these are the people that go to the bathroom at the same time every single day, right? When they are in balance, that is a very balanced kappa. Um, They're also, right? Yeah. (laughs) They love a routine. Um, They have long lasting jobs, long lasting relationships. They're just very caring, calm, and thoughtful people. That's so neat. Yeah. So actually, if any of your listeners are curious to what their dosha is, there's a quiz that you can take for free on the Chopra Center's website. Um, And it's just know your dosha quiz. And um, it's just a great little thing to know about yourself. Yeah. And so is that C-H-O-P-R-A? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And dot yeah. dot com. Dot com. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm trying to take all the things that you've just said to me because it is so much, but I want to like picture it in my mind to make sure I'm making it out to be correct. So I'm picturing a person divided into five kind of right to describe the five different elements, but then also divided into three for those doshas. Uh, yes. Or more so take that person and see them comprised as one dosha. Okay. So they're, they're, yeah, that's right. So we're mostly, um, so you being Vata, you are mostly Vata. You do have some of the other elements in you. I'm sexy Uh, like you Pitta. (laughs) (laughs) Sexy like a Pitta. That's another meme. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh my gosh. This is so good. (laughs) So you will have other uh, elements in you. Also, when, as a Vata, you may become out of balance, you may start to feel influenced by some of the other elements. Hmm. So maybe, you know, um, an out of balanced Vata might also have heartburn or, or digestion problems too, just depending on what's kind of thrown you out of balance. Yeah. That's so cool. So how did you come to discover this? I actually wasn't really looking. I feel like it found me, Uh -uh. uh, which was really, really cool. A few years ago, I was taking a course to become certified in a specific type of yoga called restorative yoga. And at the time I was very lost and very scattered. I was racing a mile, hundred miles a minute, like we all do. And I, I showed up for the, the certification course. And the instructor, as we were moving throughout the weekend, referenced Ayurveda. And I was just intrigued instantly when she started talking about how it was an all-encompassed look at the individual and how, you know, when we are out of balance, what can we do to bring ourselves back into balance? And so Ayurveda, in Ayurveda, there's a saying, opposites balance. So not opposites attract, right. opposites balance. Yeah. Um, so knowing what Ayurveda could do for me personally at that time had me so intrigued. I signed up for an Ayurveda and cooking workshop. I'm very passionate about cooking. I'm always in my kitchen. Yeah. And so that just seemed like the perfect place to start. Uh, and since then, I've signed up for other courses. Um, it, but it's just it just really, really spoke to me as yeah. a way to help myself and then now to help my family and to help other people. 
Yeah. So that's so cool. And you were such a healthy person before that. So it's not like it was so far away from what you were already doing. And I think that's probably why you were so open to receiving it, that you were already, you know, switching the labels of the products that you use, switching the labels of the food you were buying. You were very, very health conscious. And so I think like how you just said how it's an all encompassing, you're probably just like, yes, like I've been doing this part of it and I've been doing this part of it, but now to have it all come together must've been so cool. A hundred percent. And so do you, do your kids think that this is cool? Yes, they do. And it's not uncommon in our house that, uh, you know, one of my boys will say to the other one, he's an out of balance pitta. Ah, That's a compliment (laughs) and an insult. That's right. (laughs) That's so funny. I love how they know the lingo. That's so cool. So we talked a little bit about your influence in the kitchen with how you just started um, implementing the Ayurveda and food. And so tell me about this mindful eating that I've seen on your website. I don't know anything about mindful eating. So mindful eating is something that is such a, it's a loose term. If I can say that, I think it's just adopted so many different avenues. Okay. So the way I take mindful eating is I've broken it down into two different components. So first of all, it's how we come to the table. So when, you know, we think about uh, we're racing around, we're busy, most of us, most of the population is uh, going from one thing to the next so, so quickly. We're stimulating more our sympathetic nervous system, our fight or flight. And what this is doing to our physical body is we're tensing muscles. We're not in the present moment in our mind. When this happens, we actually also um, put stress on our digestive system, our intestines. So we're coming to the table all stressed Mm -hmm. and tensed up. I can, uh, yeah, and I can speak from personal experience. This was what this was my biggest reason for finding Ayurveda was this was how I was showing up Mm. for one of the most important things I could do for my body and my health every single day is to sit down and eat these well-balanced meals and I wasn't coming prepared and, or letting my body be prepared to rest and digest. Yeah. So do you want to talk me through kind of the second part? So that was the first part where like you're coming to the table. So what's the next part that you've put so, together to be? Right. So the next part is that knowing that all of our food has energy. Mm. Yeah. So how we cut the food, how we wash the food, cook the food, prepare the food uh, is just as important as the type of food we're sitting down to eat. Uh, And it's just as important as, you know, what we, the love that we pour into our food. Yeah. And if we didn't prepare it ourselves and somebody else prepared it for us, then it's about taking that time to really feel the love and gratitude and the connection to that person that prepared your food. Yeah. Like really yeah. feel that energy. We've talked about mindfulness a lot in my social work program. And I thought maybe you were talking about, you know, like kind of maybe sitting with your eyes closed and eating and like really tasting the food and, you know, smelling each bite you're taking and being grateful in that respect. Like, has that ever been done? Like in what you're talking about mindfulness eating, or is that like a totally different thing? No, that is exactly part of it. Okay. When when we uh, when our bodies go to digest the food, digestion starts in the mouth. Mm. So when we put that food in our mouth 
and we start chewing, our saliva has enzymes in it that's breaking down the food. Right. And that needs to happen before the food can travel down our esophagus, this long, long tube, before it goes into the stomach and then it continues the digestion process. Yeah. So just as important. Um, so that's why like I, I'm a huge fan of smoothies and juices, but there's a time when we need to sit and eat and a time when we can, you know, if, if we're going to My have past. that smoothie and juice, put a, swish it around in your mouth just a little bit, like really yeah. get that going first and then bring it um, into the rest of your body. And, and this is how our body can really signal um, to the mind that it's getting ready to, you know, prepare for this digestion. So do you think the old, I don't know if you call it like a saying or wives tale that you need to chew your food 25 times before swallowing it. Do you think that that like actually has some traction? I actually, yes. I didn't know the number, but what, what I love about that is when you meditate. So, you know, get yourself out of the kitchen for a second on your meditation cushion. We count our breath when we meditate to get into the present moment. Yeah. So now we're at the table and we put that food in our mouth and we sit there and we're counting the bites. We're really in the present moment as we start to eat that food. That's true. And so continuing on the topic of mindfulness, tell me about, I'll just say that I lose myself in thought a lot. I'm always thinking about like what's next and, you know, not necessarily like right away next, but you know, with this podcast, you know, like, how am I going to do my title page and like all the branding I haven't thought of. And I'm just always like in this cloud of thought. And I feel like probably a lot of people are as well. So talk to me about being mindful in the entire day, not just only with eating, but how can I be more in my body and present at other times of day? I love that you've recognized that about yourself. Uh, like most batas, they tend to, you know, get oh my carried away. Most people yeah. do, but yeah. bata definitely. Um, so, so I think I think that's really great that you've recognized that. Um, so a couple of things come to mind. The first thing I can think of is dedicating at least ten minutes. Twenty would be ideal, but at least ten minutes every day to meditation. Mm-hmm. Whether you listen to a recorded meditation or you sit in silence with a soft song on, um, whether your mind gets lost in thought the entire time and the timer goes off at the end of the 20 minutes and you go, oh, well, that was a big waste of time. It's never a waste of time. That's so nice to um, hear you say that. Right? So what that is going to do is that's going to set you up for the rest of the day to slowly incorporate a little bit more mindfulness into everything. Yeah. And so you recommend doing that in the morning? I say do it whatever's going to work best for you. Okay. So some people are first thing in the morning meditator. Uh, I personally am, but I know other people who like to do it in the middle of the afternoon or right when they come home from work before they move on to other things. Yeah. I think some people do it at bedtime to help them sleep. Yeah, totally. What I've really appreciated in this kind of like new age awareness of meditation is that it's more user-friendly, but then also it just has this more like acceptability to it now where it's how you've said that you're able to sit there and think if, if you accidentally think the whole 20 minutes, like you still are allowed to do that. And that's still called you're meditating, you're on your mat and you're trying. And you know, I've, I think with, with recorded and guided meditations, like there's no excuse now to say like, you know, I sit there for five minutes, I sit there for 10 minutes and I haven't stopped thinking. So I'm just getting up. I think it's kind of more user-friendly in that way that it's like, here's this guided recorded thing, push play, sit down, close your mouth, be quiet. 
a few of them that I've listened to, they're like, it's okay if you're thinking, just continue to sit there, like try really hard to get those thoughts to become like peaceful and acceptance and just throw them away, you know, like let them float away. And I think that it's really cool Mm -hmm. because previously I would have said, I can't sit still for 10 minutes and think of zero. Like it, I think that being more realistic about what you can expect to be doing there, especially if you're so new to meditation, it's really cool that we have all this information and technology to allow us to do it in a far more supported way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to answer your question about like just being more mindful, it's really when it comes back to it being in the present moment. So when, you know, that old expression, anxiety of things to come in the future, and then the worry about things from the past, Yeah. right? We're, we're really robbing ourselves of our time in this moment. Yeah. I'm just picturing us like swirling. Yeah. And then the other thing too, is you say you get lost in thought as do, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing that I teach in my meditations and my workshops is honoring that we are not our thoughts. True. Right? Like how, how many times a day do we have a conversation with ourselves and we continue to respond to that conversation at yep. any time you have the power to end that conversation. Yeah. Today I was cleaning this dish that I was like so annoyed was so dirty. And I was like, ugh, I think I said something like, this is never coming off. And then immediately was like, no, no, you don't need to start down that train. You're going to say, I don't care what bleach I have to use. This is coming off. I was very aware in that moment that I was being negative beyond necessity if it's ever necessary, right? Like I was just being mindful of the own thoughts that go on between your ears is just the wildest ride. Because you're like, why am I thinking that? Like, who who just prompted me to say that? Like, I did not mean to be so snippy. Right. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. And then knowing, too, at any time you can end that conversation. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Uh, I'm going to clean this pot, thanks. Actually, I've been a mom for a little bit now, and I can get this pot squeaky clean. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm loving, I love the wraparound holistic approach to um, health of the mind, body, and spirit. And so tell me about specifically like nutrition side of how food impacts that. Right. So there's a huge connection with our brain and our gut. And, and I mean, this isn't a new thing. This is something that has been around forever. Uh, and so I think what the biggest point is knowing the food that we're going to eat that is going to fuel our gut flora, you know, create that good, healthy microbiome and really help us break down and digest our food. And knowing that, you know, you being Vata and me being Pitta, the food that you need for your uh, gut flora is going to be a little bit different than the food that I'm going to need for my gut flora. And that is okay. Yeah. Yeah, And so in, in honoring that, but just coming back to this, you know, what are we choosing to eat? We still, you know, have an all encompassing, we still, you know, want to get the good fats and the protein yeah. and um, the greens and the fiber. Yeah. It's just going to look a little different. Your diet's going to look a little different than somebody else's. Yeah. And when I had my friend Carly on to talk about nutrition, she talked about the genome and how like your ancestry impacts like how you digest food. So just like tying that back to what you just said about you being pitta, me being vata, like our, our digestion is different. But then on top of that, like where your family's from 
actually impacts your body's ability to digest foods, which is just so wild, even if you're like fourth generation Canadian. I have heard that and I do think it is so cool. And then it comes down to knowing yourself, right? Knowing yeah. yourself, being in, intuitive to how that food makes you feel. Yeah. Like not just in the moment, but after. Yeah, hours later, yeah. Yeah, or days later even. True. You know, if it doesn't bless your body, why are you putting it in? So how do you feel about donuts? <laughs> I think they're a blessing. And if you, you know what, before I eat anything that wouldn't be in my typical diet, I ask myself, will this food bless my body? Oh, yeah. And if the answer is no, if I'm, you know, if I'm angry, maybe I've had a, you know, an argument with uh, my teenage son yes. and I go to the cupboard and I'm in the cookie jar, maybe that food isn't going to bless my body. Maybe I'm eating a little emotionally at that time. Yeah. But if you bring me some lovely donuts to my house and I'm sitting there with a nice cup of tea and a donut, that food is blessing my body. Yes, I agree. I'm glad you said that. Okay. So donuts are a good <laughs> And like, there are some cool ways. Out. There are some cool ways to make some really healthy donuts. So we don't have to pretend they're just all chocked full of sugar. So how can we incorporate more Ayurvedic principles for optimal health during this COVID pandemic? First of all, it starts with knowing your dosha. Okay. So when you know your dosha, you can take a really good look at the situation that you are in. So let's say, for example, a kappa type person. So we haven't talked about kappa as much. Let's say a kappa type person uh, is working from home now. Yeah. Their, their company has sent them all home. And so this type of person, you know, being a slower more, you know, stagnant type person is now not getting the physical activity that they used to get just leaving their house every day. And maybe they, um, you know, they're not, they're eating more because they're home more. Yeah. Right. Totally. So it's just going to be taking a look at that. So if they're starting to feel so an out of balance, Kappa is going to feel a little depressed, mm. right? Slow and, and stagnant. And so if, you know, you're Kappa and you're stuck at home, you're off your routine and you're feeling depressed, what can you do to help balance that? Yeah. So um, in, in Ayurveda, opposites balance. So your Kappa type person, I would probably recommend, you know, they eat something that's going to wake them up a little bit, put a little spice in their food, mm. maybe a smoothie bowl, right? You think Good about idea. when you're preparing a smoothie, you're whirling the food around. Yeah. And so getting the air into the food, doing something to shake them up a little bit, um, going for a walk, or if it, the weather is great, a bike ride is perfect for a kappa to invite that air yeah. into, into their system. That's so cool. And do you, have you ever seen like a diagram that depicts what you're explaining very well that we could refer to. Like maybe I could post it somewhere if people want to like see what we're talking about right now. Yes. I have a couple of diagrams I can share that okay. will talk about the different doshas yeah. and their personality traits. Okay. That's perfect. I just, I love seeing that kind of stuff. Cause even like, you know, you, you read it and you're like, Oh, well, which one's my husband or like, you know, which one's my kids. And it's just kind of fun to do like a little personality test if it kind of helps you understand them better. Right. 
Oh my gosh, definitely. Yeah. Let's talk more about this COVID thing. So how do you feel about like the constant hand sanitizing? Not from a not from a germ perspective, I mean from like a what it does to your skin and then like how it's getting into your blood and like that kind of perspective. So not necessarily, you know, should we be sanitizing or not, but like what influence does that have on our hands and we use our hands to eat and you know, all that kind of chemical imbalance that could be taught like could be causing internally. Right. So I'm, you know, I do hand sanitize a lot, yeah. but I'm a big believer in hand washing, especially yeah. before you go to sit down to eat. Yeah. Um, first of all, alcohol-based hand rubs smell. Yeah. So I don't want that smell anywhere near my food. Yeah. And whether I've hand sanitized 50 times before lunch, I'm still going yeah. to really wash my hands. Uh, and there's the whole principle, you know, singing the EVCs while you wash your hands is just another really good way to get mindful and in the moment. True. Yeah. So you're now a yoga teacher, mindfulness coach, and meditation instructor. These achievements do not have finish lines. So there's always more to learn. And I'm wondering what you have on the horizon. Well, I mean, just like you had spoke to earlier where my health and wellness journey has continued to evolve and grow. Yeah. So I, I honestly believe that as my own personal journey keeps growing and um, I keep learning new things, I've always been the type of person that when I learn something, I can't wait to teach a hundred other people. That's so good. It's just, just my passion. And I just love if it's something that's resonated with me or that's really helped me, then I just want to shout it from the rooftops and tell everybody. Yeah. Um, so my, my business goals are going to be to continue to learn personally and to bring that back to my clients. Yeah. I run the online yoga and meditation. I've got an amazing program that's being developed. That is an all encompassing monthly membership that looks at, you know, food that we prepare the exercise that we're doing. First, we sit down and we get to know your dosha and what you need to help either stay in balance or get you back into balance. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. And so hopefully in the future, you can do some retreats. I know that those have been put on pause for a while, but talk me through like what you typically do on one of your retreats. So on one of the retreats, we do a meal together. So it's usually the lunch on the Saturday because we take our dosha quiz, we learn more about Ayurveda, and we really sit down and prepare the food. It sometimes takes three hours to make the lunch. <laughs> um, so that is um, one of the biggest components to the retreat. And then we have a nice mix. So we do yoga practices together in the morning. We do some restorative in the evening. We meditate in the afternoon. Um, I'm very fortunate to have a cottage on the water where we can sit on the dock and do our meditation if the weather is nice. And it's just such an amazing experience that brings everything together. That sounds so beautiful. I can't wait for you to be doing that again. Me too. I love also on your blog, tying this back to what you just said, how you are constantly learning new things. I love that it says that you are a yoga teacher and student. Because it's just something that you're constantly learning and growing and changing, right? Definitely. And I think being a yoga student helps me be a better yoga teacher. Oh, yeah. I, I have a mentor. That. Oh, for sure. 
Yeah, I have a mentor that I'm currently working with and I'm just learning so much from her and the value that I'm getting from working with her is radiating into all of my classes that I that I offer. That's so cool. And like you said, when you learn new things, you can't wait to share, right? Yes. Yeah. How can we implement more Ayurvedic principles or practices into our daily lives? So first thing is take the quiz and yeah. find out what your dosha is. I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm going to do that right after and let you know. Okay. Yes, please <laughs> do. <laughs> and maybe get uh, your husband to take it as well. Yeah. Because that, that's really good to know what uh, you guys can do together. And then, so get to know what your, your dosha is yeah. and really sit down and ask yourself, you know, med- meditation is great and smoothies are great, but those might not be great for you at this time. Hmm. So just really start to ask, what do you need in this moment and intuitively listen? And just like we are, you know, we have doshas, uh, we go through seasons in our life where we tend to have more of one dosha than the other, right? I think COVID put everybody into more of a kappa type of season. We all became indoor cats. Yeah. We did not leave our house. We, um, you know, we all slowed down. And so just kind of honoring that too. Yeah. You know, are, are you in a kappa season? If you're in the process of, you know, like right now we're looking at moving and buying a new car and making some changes in our life. We're kind of in a vata season in my house. So what can we do to balance ourselves living in that vata season? Yeah. And so where do you find the resources to know what you need and like what season you're in? So you can work with a good Ayurvedic practitioner. Mm -hmm. There's um, not a lot actually in uh, Canada, but they, but you can find them. And I mean, the internet has definitely made the world a small place. Yeah. So you can find somebody there. Um, And then also just looking at um, different people that you resonate. So maybe check out my Instagram page. I tend to post shopping lists for different seasons. So uh, we are in a Kappa season right now, not COVID, just winter in Canada. True. It's a double whammy now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I've got a Kappa season shopping list on my Instagram page. So just taking a look at the foods that are on that shopping list and incorporating them into your diet more in the season that we're living in. Yeah. And now I'm interested about like seasonally available foods. And do you think eating more seasonally available, like current foods rather than like, you know, trying to stick with like summer fruits and stuff like that. Do you think that that has an influence on being like in the Kappa phase and, you know, you're staying more still, you're eating those foods, like, would that change anything for you? Yes, it definitely can. Uh, just taking a look at it. So um, the climate that you're living in, yeah, berries, strawberries, raspberries, things like that don't really grow here in Canada this this time of year. Yeah. Um, and with you being, you know, a Vata type person, maybe having cold fruit isn't exactly what you need if you're feeling out of balance. So you'd probably want to go with more, you know, an apple, even a stewed apple, something a little Mm. bit warmer, throw some cinnamon on that, the warming spices to really help 
you ground if you're feeling out of balance. That sounds delicious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how can our listeners learn more about the incredible services you offer and hopefully upcoming retreats? Yes. I do have a goal to run three retreats in 2021. Excellent. So I think it's going to happen. For sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they can find me. I'm old school. I love Facebook. Yeah. So I have a Facebook page. It's Tiffany Guardhouse and the and sign. Fine, yeah. TG Wellness, which is the name of my business. Um, I go live every Monday night with a meal and a meditation. Uh, it's all free. You can follow along, make the recipe with me. Uh, and then you get a little mantra to get you through your dinner. I love it. Uh, also have an Instagram page. So it's um, TG Wellness and the number eight. And then a website, which is tgwellness.ca. You can subscribe to my newsletter and just see some of my membership offerings. Yeah, I was checking out your packages on there. They're actually very reasonable prices too. Because if you think about having like a membership to a yoga studio, like that can be very expensive. So you also have like the monthly memberships and you're like, I think that there was like a, a one month of meditation. Was that one that was on there? So my programs are all six weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's what it is. And that was my goal when I started this, uh, even before COVID, when I was running them in person, my goal was to have the average person be able to afford it. Yeah. Because we don't need our finances to get in the way of improving our mental health. Oh, I love that. You're so sweet. <laughs> so thoughtful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on here and teaching me a little bit more about this. I can't wait to get this out and into the hands of everyone who needs to hear it. And I will be telling you my dosha very soon. <laughs> thank you. I can't wait. And thanks for having me today. Yeah, you're awesome. most welcome. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay. Take Bye. care. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you learned something new. Hit follow or subscribe to get my weekly episode and add me online. It's Let's Get Passionate on both Facebook and Instagram. Have a beautiful day.